Welcome to the Business and Bud Show. You know it's time. Start thinking like a winner when you get online. Streaming audio and video to get you primed for a future of success, a life you design. Business and Buds is the online show for people who want to learn about creating a thriving business and a thriving network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business and Buds Show. Welcome back, everyone. It's producer Pat Hilton and Mr. Michael Bryant here on the Business and Buds Show. Boy, have we got some exciting stuff we've been talking about. And... I tell you, certain topics rub people the wrong way. And while we might think certain things are common sense, in a time where people have no sense, mm. things become nonsense very quickly. So I hit record earlier, but Mike came on and was like, and it almost looked like Joe Biden was on the show, so we had to start over. And that's kind of what we're getting at today. The, so the current political climate has got everybody going crazy. We're going into the 2020 election. There's like countdown of 60 days left. Um, you know, the predictions are all over the place. People have been burning down buildings for like three straight months. Nobody condemned it until the polls started to slip and even out. Biden was way ahead. Now they're evened out. So now Biden's blaming everything on Donald Trump when we know that it's been Antifa and other organizations you taking can just say place black- in this chaos. What's that, Michael? You can, you can just say it, though. The other organization is Black Lives Matter. So there are multiple organizations out there protesting. I don't care that I don't care that it offends anyone on on this front because here's here's something that everyone can agree on, and let's premise let's preface this entire show with with this: Black lives obviously matter. There's no fucking doubt about that. However, Black Lives Matter, the organization, I personally can't get behind. Number one, because it doesn't align with my particular political views, the way that the money that's donated to them is funded through Act Blue. You can look this up. It's all it's all public knowledge. It's Black Lives Matter is is funded with Act Blue and Act Blue is a Democratic party, like it's a Democratic organization. And I I can't align myself in that manner simply for capitalism. I'm a firm believer in capitalism, and right now it does not appear that the Democrats' main vision is aligned with the capitalist society. In fact, they're showcasing and advocating the exact opposite. So, I mean, that's that's evident in everyday scenarios. You can see it whenever these riots and the burning buildings that you're talking about, they just tear everything down. And there's no real rhyme or reason. It affects the local communities the hardest, which is what they seem to not be able to grasp on a, on a grander scale. And it's unfortunate. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. And so that's why it's such a tough topic because the, the names, these guys, they're slick. Mm -hmm. These guys are slick. The names of both organizations, Antifa and BLM were named in a way that Antifa stands for anti-fascism, which means that, 
Trump is a fascist dictator and they're against that. And so what they do is they go around and beat people up that support him and burn down buildings and do all these things that are fascist in the name of Mm anti-fascism. And that's why I was like, I thought this was all common sense. And I've always just kind of laughed at certain stuff. And now it's at a point where it's, it's, (laughs) it's kind of not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, it isn't funny anymore. And it's become a serious divide in the country. And so in a country that we're looking at all this data, especially with COVID, let's bring COVID in where everyone is focused on data. What does the data say? What does the data say? What does the data say? We've been focused on data coming together and saving lives for months and months and months now. It's 2020. And everybody's all about coming together and saving lives and stopping the spread of this virus, which is great. Cool. I don't want anybody to get sick either. Mm -hmm. Now it's months and months and months and months down the line. And, you know, the Center for Disease Control has now released new numbers that say, while 160,000 people were infected with the COVID-19 coronavirus, and died. 10,000 of them, which is 6%, um, uh, died directly from the effect of COVID-19, which means about 150,000 out of 160,000, whatever the numbers are, we can find the numbers and pull them up on the screen here um, for clips and stuff. It's all there on the CDC's website. Were two yep. or more co- comorbidities. Now, Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. I'm not a doctor, but my sisters are medical professionals. If the other people, the other thousands of people wouldn't have gotten COVID-19, they probably would not have died as quickly. So this did accelerate people's death. You're 65 and you've got two pre-existing conditions and now you're dead. You might've lived another 20 years. Well, this this is going to sound selfish, and this I'm, I promise you guys that this will all tie back in together. It always <laughs> does. But this is going to sound a little bit selfish here. At this point, with this these numbers, why the fuck are we wearing masks at this point right now to prevent ten thousand people from from dying? The other hundred and fifty thousand other, the other ninety four percent of people that will ultimately die from COVID, if you're Going, if let's say the data extrapolates that far out, let's say that it's 90% of other people, we'll give it a plus or minus 4%. Let's say 90% of the people that die in the future from this have two or more co- comorbidities. It's, it's fucking insane. Those people didn't take care of their health in the first fucking place, and now you want me to, t- to take care of your health? Fuck you. It's insane. I should not like there. We had 14 days initially to st- to slow the spread. We are now what 120 fucking days into this. I have no idea anymore. I don't even know. Transformation. The greatest transformation of wealth from mom and pop businesses to Amazon, Walmart, and all that shit in the history of the world. It is insane. And that's why it's business related. You want us to keep going down. You want us to keep going down this road to take you. It's exactly why, and I'm sure this will piss off people that watch this that are liberal, and I I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't either. 
because at the end of the day, that's part of the problem too, is this liberal versus conservative and left versus right bullshit. Correct. You guys want to look at the data? Let's look at the fucking data and talk about the fucking data. Correct. Let's look at the numbers, but this virus has been politicized on both parties since day one. And that's the unfortunate part about this. The best candidate, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, the best candidate is not the two main people that we have in in there. It's fucking Joe Jorgensen. Like I've always been an advocate for third parties. That's anybody a, that like, anybody that DMs me that in fact anybody that has the honor of DMing with me knows that I I mean this whole political theater that we're witnessing is absolutely abominable. It's disgusting. The finger pointing back and forth, the lack of responsibility on the on the on the Trump front and the lack yeah. of responsibility on the Biden front is pathetic. And the p- people this all trails back to the Obama and my, uh, Biden administration before where people were annoyed with what was it? Bush Jr. And so, you know, Obama went over huge guy was, is, is a great speaker, an elegant presenter. He's, I would hang out with an incredible speaker. That's the thing is that I don't get emotional and hate any of these people. I would hang out with Barack tomorrow. Bro, here's the thing. I don't like Barack's policies. I didn't like them. However, I watched the videos of Barack and Joe Biden, like the comical videos. Like they have a bunch where they like are like doing shit together. Those are two of the funniest fucking They're dudes hilarious. on the planet. And I can like I wouldn't vote for them, but I can I can tie away my political things. Here's how I vote for politics, and I'll just fucking say it right now. It's pretty simple. I have like a couple main issues that I really care about: taxes, things that involve my children. Healthcare. Uh, actually, that's pretty much fucking it. Um, anything beyond that doesn't affect my world all that much. And I vote for myself as an independent because my vote is my voice for myself. Right. I would rather have pay less money in taxes and give away another car to my other goddaughter or fucking give 10, 15, 20,000 extra to charity every year. Or whatever it is, like I would rather use that money for better because the government doesn't know how to fucking manage money. To they never have. So, from running a business, I know how to manage money. I know how to manage cash flow. I can't just print fucking more money. So, like, the ability to tie. Business and personal things or political and personal things and the ability to discern the two and then still be able to navigate those waters is a skill that most people don't have because they tie emotion to everything. And that emotion is what gets you fucking burned in business and it gets you burned in politics and it gets you burned in your own personal life. Because if you can't like if someone says something to you that you don't like and you just let it eat at you instead of like going up to that person being like, listen, motherfucker. What's the beef that we have? Guess what? I'm willing to bet you that that person either drops the issue that they have or you talk it out or you're not friends with them anymore. Either way, there's 7 billion fucking people in the world. You're going to be a-okay. You don't have everyone like you. Well, and the the whole thing about about that is great. And I think that we're at a point now where people... Like I have a hugely diverse 
a populace of people on my Facebook. I mean, if you've been following the show, you know, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. You can do the math on that one. And then I lived in Phoenix, Arizona for college, graduated, lived in Las Vegas, came back to St. Louis, then lived in San Diego, California for five years. And now I live in Northern Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to go um, blue versus red, I've lived in a lot of different sectors when it comes to uh, the political climate in America. And so I hang out with all different kinds of people. And I, I, I never really thought about it until we talked about this on one episode just the other day. Yeah. We until I looked at, yeah, until I looked at where do I want to go? I'm obsessed with growth. I'm obsessed with success. And when I look at the numbers in San Diego, California, or in an LA or in a Santa Monica or in a Laguna beach, buying a home. How much income do I need to make? How much taxes will be taken from that income? And how much do I need to survive doing what I need to do and what I want to do with my life because mm -hmm. it's limited on this planet and provide for my kids and wife? And when you look at the breakdown on a spreadsheet, California compared to where I live in, you know, Texas area, there almost is no comparison. It is a dead giveaway which one works better. And that's why Joe Rogan is leaving Los Angeles and moving yeah. to Texas. Yeah. Because why would Joe Rogan, who's just signed a $100 million deal with Spotify, we aren't even going to be able to use video on Spotify. We're not cool enough yet. Now we will get the video feature at some point. But the point is Joe Rogan's been building his brand for 20 years, I would guess. Let's just throw it at the map and um, has made extreme sacrifices as a comedian, as an entertainer, as, as, an, as an announcer. He's extremely good on the microphone and has built a massive brand for himself to where he could sign a $100 million podcast contract. Why would he give that money to the state of California? I wouldn't. He's not going. He's not going to. The only yes. problem is California has what's called, I believe, a, and I could be wrong on this. But they haven't I, passed it yet, but I know where you're going. A legacy tax. Yeah. Uh, basically, that if you were rich in California and then you decide to move, you still have to pay California a percentage of your fucking income. I believe that's proposed, but not passed. Oh, which okay. Just good. Shows, which just shows what a bunch of fucking assholes they are. Well, and I can say this now with confidence because I lived there. Well, there's a lot of people in California that like I don't necessarily want to offend, but your government oh, no. itself, your government itself is full of fucking corrupt assholes. And, and that's they why all are. let's let's and, be it is a it is it's all over. Yes. But However, we're, but we're talking about a specific thing here. So everybody, correct. you know, hold on to your butts. Yeah. Uh, here's here's the reality, in my opinion. If you go into politics and you don't have a shit ton of money and you come out and you're worth a hundred million, like Nancy Pelosi, where the fuck did that money come from whenever you are making 180 grand a year? Get the fuck out of here. So it's either well, insider who trading. She married. It's either insider trading or it is the fact that you know when deals are going to get down down, or you're going to take hush money for things. There are ways foundations that are built people don't understand the the 
fucking complex financial models that the rich can have. This to, is what we're getting into today. I like it. Yeah. So There's a lot of different have, ways these people move their money around. So like, Pat, your level of financial freedom is different than my level of financial freedom, right? You have and nowhere and it's nowhere near Pelosi's and it's, <laughs> for sure. But we have, but that's the whole thing. Like most, whenever I hit $10,000 a month, that I had hit financial freedom. I did what I wanted with my time when I wanted to. And that gave me the ability to pay for babysitting. It gave me the ability to pay all my bills. My wife also works. So we were probably bringing in, I don't know, 20 grand a month, something like that. But like that right there, once you have whatever your level of financial comfortability that you need, like figure out in your head, Say, okay, a nanny's going to cost me two grand a month. A groceries are going to cost me this. Budget out exactly what you need to live your most ideal life whenever you're fucking broke. Because once you hit those numbers, now you're like, now you can actually say, okay, I'm financially free. I need to do X, Y, and Z to get to the next level. And that's going to bring you, that's how I was able to go from 10,000 a month to fucking 50,000 a month to you know over half a million a month in revenue i'm not talking that i'm bringing this in net that is not a net sort of scenario but bringing cash flow is king even though the dollar mm. is basically worthless it's worthless across the same on the on the whole spectrum so cash flow is king and then what you need to be able to do from there is you need to be able to figure out how to multiply whether that's real estate investments, whether it's the stock market, which I'm not a financial advisor, I don't, whatever. But Bitcoin. We'll bring my buddy Kurt Mueller on one day, and he's a crusher on finances. Mm. Yeah, like I'm not a I'm not a finance guy, but I look at things from an objective point of view where I disconnect emotion from real, like from the fucking thing, and I just look at the reality of the situation. For me. Bitcoin makes a whole lot of sense. We talked about this on a previous episode and I don't tie emotion to it. It fluctuates like crazy, but I don't fucking sell whenever it goes down and I don't sell whenever it goes crazy high. I'm looking at this from an investment perspective of 10 years or longer. Mm -hmm. And if you get trapped up in the everyday nitty gritty fucking emotions of everything, whether it's politics, whether it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Kyle Rittenhouse. This is the problem. Thank you. This is what's going on is people are allowing the emotions to control their behavior instead Correct. of pulling yourself out. In fact, there's a book called The Power of Now. If yep. you have a problem with this, read the book and it teaches you how to look at what's going on in your mind. And you can almost see a highway of words and thoughts and energies and emotions. And you have to pick and choose what you focus on and what you're allowing yourself to dive into. And what they've done with the media and with all these things is they've, they've sucked you in to this hyperloop of anger and hate. And these people are bad and those people are bad. And it's like when you, when you pull yourself out and you look at what's really happening, it's almost like an old, uh, there was an old game, a board well, game called Stratego. And well, when you watched somebody play, but you knew how their pieces were set up, it was like a little army game. Yeah. You could tell almost who was going to win or how one thing was going to go 
by who was moving the pieces the right way. And then when you restart, this person might figure out a little strategy and then they get them the second time. You know what yep. I mean? And it's just it's almost like watching a board game. And 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 I will say well, this too. Well, that's what it is, dude. This, this whole thing is chess. It's chess. And this the, whole and thing the tough is chess. thing about all of it is that people's, I mean, people's real lives are at stake here. So while, you know, well, like I said, I, I'm from an area where we never talked about religion. We never talked about politics and we never talked about how much money we made. Those three things were off the table. Well, guess what? It's not 1985 anymore. Times change. Correct. People change. I'm damn near 40 years old. And if we don't start talking about this stuff and figuring out how to hear other people out and find the right solutions for shit like this, we are fucked because these well, politicians don't care on well, either side. Grant Cardone, if you're not talking about money, if you're not checking accounts, if you're not doing the things that you need to be doing, you're like... All right, let me let me paint a picture for you. <clears throat> if you are focused on making your money multiply and learning new growth strategies for your finances, and that's all that you're focused on, you are going to probably be pretty fucking rich. It may take 30 years, it may take 40 years, but if you dedicate your life to that craft, you will be fucking rich. However, if you neglect everything else in your life, you will be a rich, lonely, broke asshole. I've you met a lot have, of those. You have to be able, so have I. You have to be able to, I would rather make, I would rather have our company income slow down and I make less money a month, but I can still do this podcast. I can still hang out with my boys for four hours a day during the day and get to watch them grow, get to teach them new things, get to make them be productive humans in a society and learn all the things that I didn't know as a kid. If I knew the things that I know now at fucking 12 years old, I would be a billionaire by now. Not a joke. Like legitimately a fucking billionaire by now. And that is the power also of knowledge and compound interest. People mm. don't understand compound interest works the exact same way as it does in money, as it does in your personal growth. If you get 1% better each day, at the end of the year, most people think that you're going to be 365% better. That's not true. Because at the end of the year, that 1% is actually on a 300% growth curve. So that 1% is now multiplied to 3% better each day. So it is compounding your success mm. capabilities across the across the. I'm a little stoned right now. I'm trying to board. come up with the right word. Bored. Thank you. Fucking bored. And the moment that you realize those sort of things, the moment that shit starts to click in your brain and you realize it, again, you do not need to buy a fucking coaching program from us. I don't give a fuck. I don't need your money. He truly doesn't. So, and neither does, like, it doesn't matter. No. But like, go buy someone from someone that you relate to, someone that aligns with your goals, whether that is Brad or Sean or Grant Cardone or Gary Vee or the multitude of other people that are just as or if not better qualified than myself. 
go find those people. Be, but if you want to learn how to do eight figures in e-com, I'm your guy. I don't know how to get to nine figures yet. I'm learning. So I can't advertise nine figures in e-com. Right. But if you want to learn how to get to eight figures a year in e-com, I know what steps work for me. Now, mm -hmm. will those steps work for you? Maybe. They're, they're definitely going to help. But we live in a different time than whenever I first started. And I have a different head start. That's very important for people ago. to understand. Times are changing. Information is changing. The way you get your information has changed. And the, the ability to adapt right now and get the right information or the truth is really, really easy. But it takes a little bit of extra work. I literally make little news skits now called Spaced Out News, where I talk about little things that are happening, kind of like what we're talking about here. And I almost, it, it started off as just a joke of, mm -hmm. of me cracking jokes about Donald Trump and cracking jokes with Joe Biden and Trump kicks me out of the interview. And it got to a point where it's like, okay, well, people, I guess, aren't reporting on real news sites certain things because they want to sway things to hit an agenda, which is kind of what we are touching and we're going to get back to here. Well, I want to make sure, let's call it um, whatever network. We're going to call it the whatever network. And the whatever network wants to appeal to a certain type of voter. So they're not going to tell you yep. about violence on the streets. They want you to believe that it's peaceful. When in reality, buildings Whoa. have been burning down for three months. So the whatever network is going to give you whatever you need to, to see to think that it's actually peaceful out there when people are dying, businesses are being burned, people are being beat up and sm windows smashed and stuff like that. That isn't peaceful, okay? I, I know you guys know that, but let me just remind you that the whatever news network isn't going to tell you it's peaceful. They want to convince you that it's peaceful. Then- well. Let's hold on. Once they've reported something for three straight months and people realize they've been fucking bullshitting them and the poll numbers start to drop for their guy, what do they do? Blame they it on the it. other person. Yep. Well, it's his fault that this all happened. This isn't peaceful. This is violence. Well, no fucking shit. It's at a point where Pat, the comedian, has to do spaced out news to show everybody they're chanting death to America in the streets, and it's not peaceful. I was reporting it before the real news people did. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's crazy. Well, here's the thing. Here's where, and you notice this too. I mean, it's common sense to me, but I seek the truth, not what fits anything else other than that. So it's interesting that you brought this up. It's fascinating. I can't remember if it was Obama or Bush or somebody, but basically they passed a law where like the press doesn't have to tell the truth. They don't have to have all the information before they release the facts. So what now has happened, I don't remember who it was. Again, I'm again, completely, I don't give a fuck who it was, but what's happening now in news networks, and this ties into business fully. Yeah, Any because they're a network, business. I don't give a fuck what one it is. The reality is if you put Trump in a headline, it gets more clicks than if you put Biden in a headline. So the more that you can talk 
and the more that you have for individual news pieces that come out, the more clicks that news agency gets, any news agency, and the more times that they get paid money because they have what's called banner ads and they have other ads, native ads and programmatic ads that are all tied into there. And then you have people that are willing, myself included, I advertise on CNN, Fox, all these places. I don't care. I want eyeballs. And if the eyeballs are going there, I'm willing to pay these news networks to put me in front of those fucking eyeballs. And the moment that you realize that it is a business, like myself alone, we pay out anywhere between a quarter million to 750,000 a month in ads. You guys hear that? Say that again for people. I pay out almost a quarter million to 750,000 a month in ads. A month, you guys. So multiply that by 12 in a year. If and you I'm one how many months tiny, are in a year? Tiny, tiny fucking person. Right. So uh, I encourage That's you guys to think about people don't realize how many of those pe- how many people like Mike are there that are advertising on these on these platforms, on these sites, on these news updates. And uh, Denzel Washington said something at a interview where somebody asked him about one of these movements. I think it was just violence in general or whatever the fuck it was. Denzel Washington, I'll find the clip again. I'll get better at having these clips prepared, but we shoot from the hip. We don't script any of this. Bro, we don't uh, script but those. Denzel Washington literally said, what happens when you don't need to report the facts and the lady's kind of like, I, I don't know. He's like, well, then you have the need to be first. Yep. So what happens when the need to be first outweighs the need to tell the truth? Yep. Now we got a problem. I was like, wow, dude, profound. Denzel knows, man. Denzel knows. Remember the Titans. when you Well, here's the deal. Help. We are we are in the information age, right? I I think that that is indisputable. So the yep, need the digital to information right, age too. The need to be right is so far down on the totem pole list, <laughs> right? For networks, it is the need to be first with any story and without any repercussion from any of these news agencies. That is or the what law. you get, or the law, but like. Okay, so the news agencies with the law, with no repercussion whatsoever, it is literally the equivalent of letting a toddler run around and dictate what the fuck you do with your day instead of telling that toddler what the fuck you're going to do. Mm. Like, give the toddler all the power in the relationship because the toddler doesn't fucking know that the stove is hot. The toddler doesn't know that he can't stick a fork into the fucking electrical outlet without getting shocked. Like you have to have repercussions for your actions. And that has to happen across all news agencies. But the problem with that will be that all these news agencies will go out of business because they don't have any fucking clicks because they won't wait long enough. Instead of reporting on the, any of the I don't I don't want to get into any of the main issues, but like instead of reporting on one like Kyle Rittenhouse, that's the only name I can think of, 
and then not having all of the camera angles, not having all of the things at hand, they automatically are like, this This guy is in the wrong. Granted, he should have fucking never been there. He's 17 years old. His mom drove him over the border. But at the end of the day, that kid did what he had to do to survive. I'm not saying he was in the right or in the wrong, but he made it out of there alive. And he sure those, as hell did. Those That's a fact were trying to actively kill that kid. So would the same news story be flipped is the question that I have. If that first Molotov cocktail hit that dude in the head and he burned alive and didn't kill anyone else, is it the same fucking news story that's released from the other side? So here's where we draw. Here's a great time for me with my way of drawing both sides here um, because as we discussed at the beginning, when you bring up whatever that guy's name, Kyle, whatever his name is um, it reminds me of some other talking points that friends of mine make that I think are valid. Do we treat? And again, this is a question. I'm asking a question. So don't take it as me taking a stance you're one of these crybaby people. So I'm going to make sure I'm careful on camera. Um, do we treat, do we treat Kyle Rittenhouse or Wickenhauser different because he's a white kid with a semi-automatic weapon that went from Illinois to Wisconsin. The rifle was registered in Wisconsin. I know people are missing that fact. Yep. Are we treating him different than we treat Tamir Rice? who was a 12-year-old black kid who had a toy handgun at a, uh, at, a, at a playground that was shot very quickly when police rolled onto the scene. Uh, again, yes, we absolutely, number one, that is an unfortunate. I think it's something situation. that we, let's, let's start drawing some parallels here. Those and officers. let's say that, if, if that would have happened and it was a black dude with the semi-automatic pistol and they walked over to the officers and said, hey, I just, you know, shot a couple, quote unquote, terrorists, I think there probably would have been a different reaction. And now I am not one of these crazy, the you know, proponents of yeah. any gun violence at all, to be completely honest. But I just want to make sure that I present that because I... That was a question that somebody asked on a blog or a comment board that I thought was valid. It is a fair question to ask. And absolutely. So this guy can, can run around with 17 year old with a, with a rifle and blast and blast and blast. But this kid with a toy pistol gets shot at the playground. He's 12 freaking years old. I, I so, will. Yes. We will say his name. How about that? Yeah. Um, so, because I think that's fair as a reference that this guy got a different treatment than the kid did. Mm. I think that's a fact. I, I agree with that. I will also point out another fact of the situation that after he shot the first gentleman, there is right after he shot the first guy that was trying to attack him, he immediately grabbed his cell phone and called 911 and is trying to report the fact that it happened while he is still running away and trying to get out of the scenario. I don't know. Well, Here's I watched the problem, all though. the videos. We don't know okay. what happened. We don't know what happened. Bef we only know the video of 
him running past the screen and then we the only know the point of dropped. reference correct i don't know maybe kyle rittenhouse walked up to a bunch of people and said some racial slurs he i have no fucking clue we don't have he any proof have. If he did or didn't i have no idea all that i know is i'm only speaking on the videos that i have seen and i am not in defense of him that's for a fucking judge and jury to decide i don't not care. our job folks not our job i don't care all that i'm saying is that gentleman, he did not shoot any person that wasn't trying to attack him, number one. And number two, he shot, in a way, the last person that had a gun that was approaching him, he shot off his right bicep, which was the hand that he was carrying the gun in. Uh, a pistol that was pointed at the young man. Yes, I saw the clip. So he didn't even try to kill that gentleman. He just tried to disarm him. And he wasn't trying... I don't think that he was necessarily trying to kill anyone else. I think he was just trying to get out of there with his life. Granted, he may have been an asshole before. I don't fucking know. I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and defend him because yeah, I we're don't. We're not advocating for any of this, by the way. We're just we're just talking about it. Yeah, correct. I because don't have this all, the facts. all goes right back to what we opened up the show with, where there are groups of protesters that have the right to protest. I mean, I think the Tamir Rice thing is fucking terrible. And so, I mean, if you got a sign out there on the street all that, that I, know, Tamir all Rice, that I know, I, I don't blame you for that at all. No, but, but here's what I can say about Kyle. Cause I can speak on that. I've watched a couple of videos. I've actually posted a couple, but here's what I can say on that fact. And I can tie this into business. Okay. Whether that guy was an asshole or not before the situation, I don't know. Once shit hit the fan for him and he was in fear of his life, he was not afraid to pull the fucking trigger. Now, well, you can translate true. that into your life and into your business because if you're afraid to pull the fucking trigger on anything, whether it's a coaching course, whether it's the SEO investment that you're looking to do, whether it's launching your $40 a month Spotify or Shopify store, Spotify, I'm fucking stoned as shit now, S Shopify, whether it's, whether it's that, whether it is taking the first step in buying a book, whatever it is, you got to pull the fucking trigger and not look back because you have to do what is right for you in the moment and you have to learn what is mm. right and it doesn't matter what the consequences are after sometimes like i know full well that me running a cbd company that is doing high volume i am in the feds crosshairs for cbd i know that i have to have all my shit on point because if i don't i could go to jail so I take the same risk that Kyle took whenever he showed up at that rally, knowing full well that there was a potential chance that he would have to pull that trigger. Knowing full well, you have to do the same fucking thing in your life because if you're not willing to pull the trigger for yourself, no one else is. I must see that. It's true. It's very true. And I think that that goes back to what I was theory. saying is – I don't disagree with any of that. And I think that we're approaching this the right way because what we're seeing is, and this has been reported, is that it is peaceful, mostly mm -hmm. peaceful, I will agree, during the day. But to say that 
you know, burning buildings or burning cars or starting fights or talking shit or going berserk on people is, is okay at night. That's what is causing this unrest. But the reason why people are mad is we need to, uh, uh, put that out there as well is because there has been brutality and there are instances of yeah. it because police are 100%. not perfect. Just like our podcast feed isn't perfect. Mike cuts in and out sometimes because he needs a new router. He needs router reform. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually- you know, we, we don't disagree with the fact that there is no reason for anger. I don't think either one of us would 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 disagree that you don't have a right to be annoyed, frustrated, and just plain hacked off at the fact that these things are happening to people in your community. No doubt. At, 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 at what point do we say, here's how we can all make it better? Let's Let's all talk about it because there's no talking anymore. It's just fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. You don't see it my way. So unfriend yourself. That's a classic. That yeah. is a classic Facebook move. If you don't think the way that I think, then just please unfriend me. If you're Whoa. one of these idiot liberals or one of these dumb Trumpers, just to <laughs> remove me. Do you really think that that helps provide solutions today? This no. all goes right back to business. Pat's no. a musician. He wants to make more money in media. If he focuses only on being a musician and doesn't do podcasts and videos and audio clips and all this thing, how much money do you think I can make if I'm already struggling in that area? Why not be more diverse? Why not hang out with more people that think different than you? Why not look at some things from a different point of view? Like I said, we all had a nice conversation about this on one feed and one person said this and one person said that and one person shared a video with me of, of the young man that I mentioned. And, yep. you know, I remember seeing the video originally, but that all plays into the frustration that we're dealing with today. People want to be heard. So how can we as citizens, okay, the politicians aren't going to do this for us, by the way. How can we as citizens sit down in a civil way and, and come together and figure out what the hell we're going to do? Because we're depending on the same suits to, to, to heal us. They're not healing anything. Look at the results we're getting from that situation. Watching Trump and Biden go back and forth is like watching like my buddy Brad and Pete when we were in high school talk about their dick size at football practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like I'm in high school. So so one thing one thing that I was just thinking about right now is that like we can't promise like if you join a group or if you read a book or you do whatever it is that you my wife's calling me um hold on let me just sorry i can't talk right now um so but if you buy a book or you you wouldn't blame the author if you didn't get enough information out of that book you shouldn't anyways because maybe right. the information that was in front of you was too complex for you to handle Maybe like I never blamed Barack Obama for the fact that I wasn't making the money I wanted to make in 2015 well, how or 2013. 
It was that's my a, fault. That's a rational person's thought process. Now, an irrational person says, oh, the government doesn't allow me to do X, Y, and Z. Well, guess what? There are people that are doing X, Y, and Z anyways. So you need to be able to figure out a workaround. You have to be smart. Like business is cutthroat. There are people like, I don't care if you start a Shopify store and you're drop shipping products and you are doing ad research and you're finding all the products that are the, the best fucking sellers. If you don't know how to set your ad sets properly, if you don't know how to split test, how to make multiple campaigns and you're not willing to invest a thousand five thousand ten thousand dollars into failed ads to find the right formula you're not going to get where you want to be it's because you may have gotten the right information but you in your brain don't know how to discern it and that's okay mm. sometimes people will speak to you at different points of your life and it just clicks in your head better i remember i've heard the same things forever and it's just now starting to click in my head at fucking 30. Like, right. like I know that I hopefully have another 70 years left, maybe more. Who fucking knows? But like, yeah, I hope that I hope that the next 70 aren't filled with people not being able to listen to rational thought or have a debate that doesn't include name calling or doesn't mm. include demeaning people because you think that they, like I have plenty of liberal friends in my family. I have plenty of Republican friends. I tend to fall right down the middle. If you're gay, get married. If you're trans, be trans. I don't give a fuck. If you're trying oh, to I've take- I've performed a tons of gay uh, marriage. Like, like it, what do you call that, a gay wedding? Yeah. I just call it a wedding. I don't care. It's fucking- right. It's just a fucking two people getting together and wanting to build and build off of each other into a life that is what it is. I don't care. Give yeah, them the tax breaks that me and my wife get. That's that's exactly what you should do. However, yeah, right. I don't want you coming into taking more money out of my pockets. I don't want Facebook being able to tell me what I can and cannot fucking post. Well, and this then is where we're, yeah, this is where we're getting to a point where where now sides are drawn. Correct. If you'll excuse me one second, you problem. can talk. I am going to scoot around here. I will be right back. I can still hear you though. So keep talking. All right. So yeah, so the sides are drawn, which is which is where things get touchy. And we kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode these these groups that are taken to the streets in America and people have the right to assemble. People have the right to protest. People have been given the right to express themselves in America the way that they do and are protected under the United States constitution to do so. Now, the thing that, that starts to hurt um, is when people feel that they're unheard and when they feel that maybe they are unheard to the point where they need to resort to violence um, attacking others and, um, you know, burning buildings and blowing out windows. And then on top of the fact that they created the property damage, stealing things. Um, and we're seeing, oh, we're on, seeing this be advocated for. Yeah. Let me talk about people this. of these groups. California, That's not okay. 
Did you see this? California just announced that their DA is trying to base need. Did the person need the goods that they fucking looted from? Did you see that? Yes, I saw it. I'd have to do That's more what research talking to about with California being whatever, a but... shithole of a place for government shit. You can't you can't have more government all the fucking time. It's just well, and you not can't, okay. And back to square one with it, which is kind of what we've been hitting on because I lived there. You can't tax people into prosperity. It no. doesn't work. You know why? I learned this when I was six eventually you run out of other people's money. <laughs> I know that this is a fascinating thing for people. Eventually, when you tax all these evil rich people that you guys all hate so much on the internet. And again, I don't, I don't care either way. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. I can't control your thinking, but I would encourage you yep. to digest yep. this concept that you can't just take everyone else's money to even the playing field. Cause eventually what happens? Well, everybody runs out of money. You run out of other people's cash. There's a name for that. Mike, would you like to say what the name of that is? Broke. It's called socialism. Oh, I was going to say it's called broke too. Cause at the end of the day, if everybody has the same amount of money, everyone is So this is where, this is where, this is the part where certain viewers turn on Pat, where certain viewers say, hey, you know, I was with him <laughs> with this and with that and with Tamir Rice, but now no, he said socialism right sucks socialism. and Fuck he's an socialism. asshole. That's. And All anyone, I'm telling you is what it is. It doesn't matter though. If you're watching this podcast, I never I'm said I supported bet. it or not. I'm giving you the facts. Eventually, you run out of cash. If oh, I'm also. at, if, hold on a minute. If I'm at 30 and Mike's at 90 and we take Mike down to 60, 60 and now I'm at 60, well, the reason why Mike was at 90 and I was at 30 in the first place is because Mike's making choices that are hitting him at certain numbers. Mike's put himself in an environment and around people and has educated himself to hit this 90 consistently, whether his arm is tired or not, no matter how long he's been going. You look like Hitler. You may want to stop that. Uh, whatever. Mike <laughs> is hitting that number. Mike is hitting that number. Of course you think that because that's what goes through your mind, you piece of shit. So, um, the, right. So when you, when you even the scales, my, um, my knowledge or uh, uh, equipment to handle that is lower than my, what's going to happen. Mike's going to slowly go back up. And I'm slow. This is why lottery winners go broke. And I'm slowly yeah. going to go back down. Now I'm at like 37. But Mike's back up to like 94. So we're going to take more and more and more and more and more and more. Eventually, I'm going to move to Shanghai. He's going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to go to Shanghai. This is what we've been beating. 
that supports entrepreneurs. That's this what is why we've been beating the dead horse, the California argument for so long is because why would Joe Rogan or Mike Bryant or um, Cole Hatter, here's another example of a real yeah. estate investor I know in California, highly successful, um, who are leaving you. these areas. Nick Bayerly is a guy I know who runs a successful business, who is leaving California and moving to Texas because they want 0% taxes. State taxes are zero in Texas. My wife and I were talking about potentially buying a home in Missouri. I think that the business climate here is better than Missouri, but if I was making a whole bunch of money online, I wouldn't care. The state tax there is like 7%. That's a huge jump from sure, Texas. For sure. Also, Puerto Rico. You Puerto guys, Rico. we've got to look at the Rico facts and, and the fucking data here. We can't base these arguments on how we feel anymore. It's it's well, not it's I've not based on data. I I'm almost I would say I'm ninety percent of the way there to convince my wife to move to Puerto Rico in one day of the year. Uh, just so that way we can take, I believe it's a 4% federal income tax and a 0% state tax. So I get to go live in paradise for six months out of the year and live like royalty because everything's cheap as fuck, pay less in taxes, keep more of it, mm. and I'm still a U.S. citizen? People don't know about it. And once you get to a certain point, there's a reason why, like Chase Hero, who runs the Watchers, like he runs yeah, a like very, Chase. very good program. Yeah, he runs a very good program with the Watchers. And he is a tremendous business person. That dude is really fucking smart. He yeah, lives he there for the proper amount of days that he has to live there. And then he's back in L.A., for the other part. And what that does is it cuts so much money back that he has to give California. Right. Right. And he does that because he loves California, but he also loves money. And guess what? Once, <laughs> once you get pushed to that next level and you are put up against the wall, I'm willing to bet you Chase would say, and I don't know this for a fact. I haven't asked him, but I'm willing to bet you Chase would be like, yeah, I'd fucking move to Puerto Rico full time. So that way I didn't have to give over half of my fucking income to the state. Because guys, we've got to understand that there is data behind everything that's happening right now. And this goes back to, well, if there's riots going on, let's, let's break this down to square one. There's riots going on and these people have gear and phones and a, where do they work? How do they pay their rent? And B, where are they getting all this shit from? How do they have the time to constantly be out on the street, burning up, communities and causing damage. I personally would say that there is data to support the fact that some of these radical extremists, regardless of what side they're on, um, are making good movements look yeah, bad. Absolutely. They're on both sides. Yes. 
Very much so. So so much so that people so that are in the middle, like you and I, this? well, so are being turned off done. by it all. Well, here's what I've done. I, people in the middle, I, like you and me, are getting turned off by it. Well, I'm sure that like we've talked about this actually. I I know that I brought this up to you like, and I posted on Instagram like I bought for the first time like survival gear, like bug out bags. I don't live super close to a city, but like I have formula, like I'm, I'm doing educated guesses in my brain. Okay. These riots are happening. These cities are burning down. I live 30 minutes from a major Metro. What happens if these people in general, I don't care what side it is, if they start to spread out, what happens in that scenario? Where do I go? So I'm looking at the data and I'm I'm calculating what are my exit plans? What are my strategies? How much do I need to have saved in a fund in case I have to take a fucking private jet out of the country and just fucking leave forever and leave my home? Like I am I am making those sort of educated guesses right now and literally preparing for absolute worst case scenario which is that we move my family to Puerto Rico or we move my family to Shanghai, or whatever it is, and I fucking just leave my house. Leave it. Sell it. Do whatever the fuck I have to do. If it gets burned to the ground, I don't care. I want to make sure, because I can buy another house. I can build another house. I can do whatever, but I can't replace my kids. I can't replace my wife. I can't replace certain things. So I'm making educated guesses, because you can see it in Portland. People are going through the streets and demanding that these people that bought apartments and things like that give up their stuff because it used to be a, you know, so it used to be a uh, primarily black owned neighborhood. And that person that owned the land and that real estate sold it off a developer and they built it differently. Well, that the world works you can't take things that people legally buy from other people and then move it however right. i certainly have ars i have guns i have everything that i need to be able to get my family to safety and it is what yeah, it mike, is like uh, i mike's garage isn't where you want to go folks um it was seattle not. by the way just to make sure Sorry. super Sorry. on point pat hilton from spaced out news is going to have to reel you in there it was seattle Bro. And it was it was BLM protesters okay. saying in a white neighborhood that white people need to give up their homes. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, this is fucking pure insanity. It and is. Th this is why uh, people who are you can call them Trumpers or you can call them whatever you want to call them are pissed that this has not been called out by members of leadership. In those communities, Seattle, Portland, all these places are Democrat-run cities. I hate to sound like the president that you hate, but again, there is data behind that comment. Numbers now, don't care, that, care about hold on, hold on, hold on. That particular data may support his agenda of getting reelected, but it doesn't change the facts. This should have been stopped months ago, dude. It's gone from... An argument of we want change in police brutality to 
chanting death to America in the street and people saying, I want to burn down the fucking White House. I've reported on it. It's gotten so ridiculous. I've made comedy skits about it. It's so bad. At what point do we say, okay, well, wait a minute here. Is this even about peace? Is this even about unity anymore? Is this even about community? Is this even about um, people of different races coming together to find solutions? Or is this just you fucking hate everybody else? Because I really need to understand this because I don't hate you. Correct. That's Correct. where people like me get confused and lost in the messaging here. You, you, you can't just take what somebody else earned. And then you can say, hey, well, that wasn't theirs in the first place. If you track it back 700 million years, Jesus freaking put his sandals on at this park and that park was owned by this guy and he was the park ranger when Jesus put his sandals on and Jesus's cup was filled up by Johnny. Johnny the Apostle, he was an um, extremist. <laughs> so now we trace it back to Johnny the Apostle. and I mean, it's just like, dude, slow the fuck down. Well, here's the thing. There are property lines and there are zoning and there are all this other shit Holy that come into crap. play. And we have established this for the past fucking 400 years. At the end of the day, this was nobody's land. But guess what? Someone was smart enough to say, hey, this whole fucking area is mine. And then they sold it off and then they did whatever. And laws were formed after that. I don't even know how property lines Performed. I'm just imagining. You know what you just said? That, like, somebody made up. Somebody made a business move. They made. They pulled the fucking trigger and said, "Guess what? If you want to buy Louisiana, Abe Lincoln or whoever the I don't know history, but whoever the fuck it was, here you go. I think it was actually Abe Lincoln. I don't know. I I'm no going to have to plead the fifth on that one. So you don't know either. So no, like, I don't know. Whoever. Whoever the fuck decided to buy Louisiana for like thirteen million right dollars in that time, it's like that dude was a fucking genius who sold it. France and that dude. Is Louis Hold on, the Louisiana Purchase in eighteen oh three was a land deal between the United States and France, in which the U.S. acquired approximately eight hundred and twenty-seven thousand square miles of the land west of the Mississippi River. For 15 million bucks. Damn, I was close at 13. So France. Fucking the Louisiana did. Purchase. I believe that was Thomas Jefferson. So France has been fucking us for years. And 210, 220 fucking years apparently. But they made the business decision to say, guess what? You want that? Cool. We'll give it to you. 15 million. So Give us you that guys cash. have to understand then, something here. And this is what we're trying to beat into everyone's head. Look at how quick I found the data. Now, I don't get to say, oh, well, blah, 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 because this is how I feel. How I feel doesn't change the fact that France sold us that shit in 1803. It's real simple. That is no, the no. fact. Just like we talked about at the beginning of the show. That we totally agree with the fact that black lives matter. No doubt. 
I also agree with the fact that we're all Americans. Yep. When we start to divide and cut up the pie and point fingers and the Dems and the Republicans and the libs and the, and the uh, Republitards or whatever we're calling each other these days, which is absurd, by the way. Um, and I make fun of it openly on my pages, which you should all follow. <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, it's at Pat Hilton live, but that's oh. beside the point. Um, Cause I'm losing myself. My, my point is, is that when we start to do that, we lose track of the fact that we are all in this together and that we can't win without each other. I mean, Pat Hilton's uh, entertainment career, and you and I have talked about this, Pat Hilton's entertainment career kind of started to hit a wall. And my friend, Joe, who is Afro man, who is a black entertainer and rapper, um, kind of took me under his wing there for a few years, traveled with me all over the country, rapped on my songs. We filmed music videos together. Um, I did shows with, because of him, Coolio and, um, you know, members of Cypress Hill and all, all kinds of different um, artists that were really not even my genre, but that embraced my goofy thing, right? Because they liked it. When... Really, the corporate uh, the corporate music machine di didn't buy into my act. Well, so what am I getting at? My, I'm getting at is that I wouldn't even be here today without the support of black artists. 100%. Again, that, that's just a fact. I wouldn't have made it. And Joe, uh, my friend Afro Man, so funny. In fact, I'll pull up the text. Hold on a minute, everyone. Um, texted me last night. I sell now. He's such a good friend of mine. Uh, I sell now ads for him, and people hire him to do ads. He'll probably be on our show eventually, but I want to. I want to show you guys it. You know what I'm saying? Don't be ignoring me, man. Don't make me have to come over there to California and bring up all that bullshit. <laughs> 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 so I still help him sell his talent for commercials and ads and rap uh, ads to real estate people. And he did a lawn care commercial for somebody. Yeah. Did this. I, I, let's, let's, let's do a deal right now. Uh, that's where him. it's got to go though. Yeah, guys. Call him, call him. Uh, not, not now or now. I don't give a fuck. Right. If you want to call him live, you can, <laughs> if not, I don't care, but here's what I would like to do. And we will update you guys on this. Um, I want Afro Man to be basically a brand ambassador for Wellbeing Labs. Oh, think cool. He, yeah. So I think that he would be interested. Do you want to negotiate that deal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you pay him, he'll do it. Is Great. my point. So why wouldn't I, and this goes back to square one here. Why wouldn't I want my friend, I just call him Joe, Joe Fro. Why wouldn't I want my friend to be successful? Regardless of whether he's a, a a green dude with horns, or 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 a purple guy with no nose, or a black guy with an afro, it yeah. doesn't fucking matter to me, because he supported me, well, and I supported him, and we want to be successful moving on. This is what people don't see enough of today: is that that's how most people think. 
most well here's the thing i would say don't even consider this hatred for for other people i think that this is being put into a microscope and magnified so that that's the focus for for these for, for sure. this this hate narrative that's being pushed on to the citizens of the united states of america well it what goes back it goes back to one of the podcast mm. that we did earlier and we talked about surrounding yourself with the right people because there's an old adage. I don't remember who the fuck said it. doesn't matter. It's true. The top five people that you surround yourself most with are the top five people that you will become. And everybody says that Will Smith says it. Everyone. It's true because at the end of the day, if you surround, like if you were to go to surround yourself with Warren Buffett, let's say, right. And Warren Buffett decided to take you on as a fucking mentee. And you are blessed enough for that opportunity. I guarantee you that you will be a rich motherfucker. I'm guessing that that's true. There's no, you won't, there's no other way to put it around it. Because guess what? If you're his mentee, you're around Warren's top five people. I would say that even, and, and this is a good way to think too. So it's even just knowing who he is. I wonder how many no, 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 people no, 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 out there no, no, no. don't even know who he is. I was I was going with something. So it's compounding interest, though, right? So Gary said this a long time. Gary V. He said this a long time ago because I started following him once he started releasing vlogs. And I know you've done shows. You've met him. I've never met him. I've never had the opportunity. But what I what I've learned and what I've observed from him is that his unique ability to surround himself by interviewing other people. He interviews other people to get in their social circle. And what he does is he, instead of asking them for something, right? Like I didn't just ask you to get Afro man on our podcast. Didn't ask it. I said, let's give him a job. Let's, let's pay him. Let's make a deal right, here. Some value and then, Let's let's bring him some value because guess what? I'm willing to bet you his audience is involved in the cannabis space heavily. So if he makes a cannabis-based recommendation, his audience is going to engage upon that. That is an educated guess on my behalf. Right. Right. But if the deal works well, he to want to be on our show anyways. It's not, it's not the other way around. People have it flipped. They think that, oh, guess what? Because you know that person, you should automatically ask them to come on here. Well, what does that give him? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm taking from him. You have to reverse engineer your strategy and you have to try and figure out how to provide value to other people first. And that's where politics fails and that's where businesses thrive is and that's where entrepreneurs thrive is if you can bring the most value to the biggest amount of people or the highest level of customer that you are looking for and give them the highest price point. If somewhere in between, if you can do those two things and provide value to them, then you are able to bring yourself forward. That's the, if everyone wants the whole secret sauce 
give more to people that have so that way they catch your attention and you can get in their social circles. Yeah, that's that what I did with everything. Yeah. Made songs. Um, I offered to do all the bookings for Joe back in the day. I'll make all the posters. I'll drive. We can load up my van with all the gear, tow the trailer with my van, had my own van and all that, made promo videos. We'd, uh, I'd film him doing promo videos before uh, all the shows. We sent that all to the venues so they could publish it on their Instagrams. I mean, this was like 2013 when people were barely even utilizing social media and yeah. we were on top of the shit. Yeah, and but now it's gotten to a point where he doesn't even need to leave his house. Bro, Pat's able to get him deals rapping about whatever. It's a basic formula though. Give to those who have for free or for whatever you need to do, buy your way their time. Do whatever you have to do. Right. If everybody did that and was and was a proponent of self-growth, because the the amount of people, even the people that I hire sometimes are college students. But if I ask them when the last time you read a book was, it's they can't tell me. They think that they stop learning. Right. And that's what ultimately makes you an employee or a, a true entrepreneur. It's like you don't have to read, but you have to be open to learning in whatever way that suits you best. Like interpretation, too. You got to be able to interpret data. things. Right. How yeah, are you able to look at data and interpret it? And it definitely, exactly. it, it, all of this stuff is connected. Like we were saying, guys, like when we brought up, you know, cracking jokes about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or, you know, Pelosi, you know, and how she got rich, but her district looks like it got fucking bombed yep. again. Go look at the data. If you don't like it, um, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> there's data behind this shit. There is. So what's the data behind who's burning the buildings down? We want to know. Well, you can educate yourself on that. We we want you to know. We have our guesses on data. Yeah. And we will let you determine what you determine. And uh, if you have a question about what our guesses are, leave your guesses in the comments <laughs> on the Instagram video uh, because I have a sneaky suspicion uh, that most of you will get the right answer if we're targeting the right audience. Uh, and if we're not, most of you are going to be fucking morons uh, because we're talking about common sense and numbers. And if you can't do math, don't listen to this at all because... I don't really have anything else to say to you. Like if you can't listen to numbers and math, then it's going to be really tough to make a business presentation to you. It's going to be oh, really dude, tough it's, for you. To right be back into square one of what we're trying to yeah, accomplish, not only for ourselves, but with others. Correct. You've got to be able to look at what they call key performance indicators. KPI, KPIs, baby. KPI, baby. And base your decisions off the data, not off your emotions. This has been hard for me because I'm an artist and I want to pick up the guitar and I just want everybody to love everything I do. And I just want everybody to love each other. And guess what? That's not reality. Bro, I have a question for you and an opportunity for you to pick up your guitar. That's not reality. Sure. Go no. ahead. Okay. I have one. Let's create a business in buds intro theme song. Right now? 
Oh, shit. You want to see one right now? We can make one right now. It doesn't mean that it's going to be the greatest thing I've ever come up with. But this All kind right. of it, – I'd be a sellout if we talked about, you got to be prepared to pull no. trigger this in is, life. This is the best clip we've ever done. Let's go. We can't be on here like, you got to be ready to pull the trigger in life, 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 if we're not going to do it. So, 100%. Um, um, I got to find the notes first and then I'll be able to write it. All right, cool. Ready? Yes, sir. All right. Are you stoned or are you frozen? Or both? We, again, he needs router reform. <laughs> router reform for Mike. All right, here we go. Business and Buds. It's the hottest show on the web. It's the hottest show on the internet. Business and Buds. If you want to learn to roll with the best in the game, then it's time for business and butts. Yeah, there's your uh, <laughs> upbeat G-rated Disney version. And we can always make like 10 other versions. Yo, that was fire. Thank you for that. That was great. <clears throat> so when we tell you that you've got to be prepared and you've got to be ready to go and you've got to do all this preparation and shit, we, we do that shit. We don't yep. just come on here and fucking blab it onto the internet. So uh, I encourage you all to do your own research on this stuff and, and and base your decisions off of reality, not what you know Fox or NBC or MSNBC or CNN tells you to think. Think something because you found the actual data that is going to support it, not because somebody told you to think it. We were told... There's going to be 3 million people that are going to die from COVID-19. Turns out 164,000 people died because of things, of uh, deaths, symptoms related to COVID-19. 6% of those were pure COVID. Now, again, we don't want to say that it's, that you shouldn't be taking precautions. Okay. That, sure. that, that, virus increased uh, people's death rate when they had other symptoms. So they died quicker. For sure. We're not, we're not going to say that that's not true because that yep. would be bullshit too. Yep. So Agreed. you don't want that shit. But the moral of the story is th th those predictions that those people made were either a way, 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 way off or we did a better job than people think Correct. containing this thing, and no one wants to give credit because they hate Donald Trump. That's also a factor. Um, so, like, at what, at what point do we all just begin just hating something for the hate of it well, instead of loving each other for the love of it? Again, we, let's, let's do your own thinking on this, but we're just presenting ideas for people. Well, also, I haven't, I haven't looked at this data either, but what was the flu death rate in comparison? What was, 
What was so we'd have to we'd have to have I'd have to have someone who is an actual medical professional really go down the line on something like that. Sure, and I don't know the answer that, but that's what I'm saying. Like you need to obtain that data too to put perspective because we don't know. I haven't looked at that. You have you haven't looked at that. So it's like we all have to put things into perspective in in a grand scheme of things. What's the data? Correct. How many people did this truly affect? Did we do a better job than we thought we did or were going to? And was actually shutting down these businesses worth it? It could have been if it maybe saved 2.9 million lives. Well, and then back to California to our favorite people. Why is it that Nancy Pelosi is allowed to go get her hair done, but salons are fucking closed? Why is it that wineries are shut down? But Governor Newsom's winery was booked on the 4th of July during the shutdown. Ladies and gentlemen, you're getting rear-ended. Well, that's just rear-ended. And again, those two data points are facts. Go type it into Google. Well, actually, try try DuckDuckGo because Google does censor stuff. So DuckDuckGo does not monitor anything. Can't censor 150 articles. So type it into Google. Um, And number two... Um, on all of this, it's like, so this, this all goes back to square one, what we were talking about too. It's, it's too dangerous to go to church or any of this, but it's okay to riot and burn down buildings and loot Gucci. I'd rather just teach you how to make the money to buy Gucci. I'm just bringing things up that that are valid things to just look at that's a fact again you might not like the facts but facts don't really care about what your feelings are or mine the fact of the matter was i don't make enough money beating on the guitar to support my family so i had to adapt and do other things too do i do i like that fact no I wish I could just sit around and play guitar and have everybody tell me how fucking great I am all day. No, unfortunately that isn't the case. So I have to adapt. I have to learn new skills. I have to learn new ways to produce. Yeah, but you have a great co-host who wants you to do those things. Play to my advantage. That's fun. Because guess what? You probably were not thinking 15 years ago, whenever you were playing guitar, and learning the skill set that you were learning, that you would be sitting here on camera being able to talk openly about your feelings, to have like a casual conversation or a debate sometimes even with me or any of the other people that you produce shows for. Um, there's mm. tons that you produce shows for. And if you want to book Pat for shows, follow his Instagram, send him a DM. He is open for that. I want Pat to succeed on all fucking levels because Pat elevates me as well. That's why, that's why our show I think works so well. And I think I've told you this off air, but our show works so well because we allow both of us to be ourselves and to bring on different perspectives that are not scripted in the slightest bit. Like, and the other thing is, it's like, I think people are so worried about everybody else today. Yeah. They're not even being themselves. That's well, a sin, man. It's gross. Yeah. 
It's gross. Like, I hope, sorry, this side, I hope that in whenever this barn gets refinished, that I have Layla redo like all of his alphabet board and stuff here <laughs> for my kids because that's just something that like that's a part of my life. That's authentic. It's real. This is where I'm filming this. Like I'm investing a bunch of money into making this space like a really nice space. So that way if COVID is lifted and, and people are willing to travel again, that we can host stuff here. Who knows? Maybe in, you know, 12, 18 months, like we are producing shows that have much bigger guests than we ever thought. Whatever. I don't know what the future holds. By then the router reform will have kicked in too. I just know that we will try to continue making this better and better experience for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be perfect ever. But you have to just be willing to set aside the time and do the things that you commit to and then honor those commitments. It's as simple as that. And then guess what? The people in your life that just start to show up are the people that you want in your life. You have to invest into them as well. Yeah. And the other thing is you, you got to get out there and you got to stand for something. And that's kind of what we're doing is we're standing for people thinking on their own. You might not think the same way we think about one thing or the other thing, or I'm sure there will come conversations where I think differently than Mike on certain stuff. That's fine. No doubt. But at the end of the day, it's like, again, your ability to interpret other people's point of view is going to be directly related to your success in all areas of life, because there's always something that you can get from anyone on this planet. Always. And so if you surround yourself constantly with people who always think the same thing as you, you just hang out with, you know, today we were talking about the, the, if, if you hang out with a bunch of people that beat the shit out of windows and burn down buildings, guess what kind of results you're going to get in life? Well, number one, you're probably going to get your fucking ass kicked by the national guard eventually. And number two, you're probably going to end up in jail because what you're doing yeah. is illegal. So again, yeah. it's like, I don't think that kind of shit's cool. <laughs> um, and I will yeah. continue to say that forever. It's, it's douchebaggery. So you need to understand that successful people, high level people aren't doing that newsflash. They aren't doing that. Yep. You're building businesses, flying on private jets and driving Rolls Royces. They don't have time to argue or yell at people through megaphones and, and hold signs and stop traffic and burn buildings down and smash windows out. They're out fucking building things, not tearing things down. No doubt. You can't tear people down and expect, you know, everybody to get to a level of crumble and ash and be happy. You can't take Mike's money and give it to freaking Jimmy Valentine and think that everything's going to be heart-shaped. So, again, my friends, go out there, fight, you know, and stand for something. But get around the right people that are fighting for the right shit, dude. Come on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's about oh, it. Sure. That's about it, you know. And, you know, we tr we're trying to look at what's going on in this world and say, 
where do we want to go with this? Where where are we are we aligning with what this person, this person, this person are doing? Where do we want to make our shifts? And yeah. to me, it's glaringly obvious where I'm going and what I stand for, what I stand against. I mean, and it's for America and capitalism and success and winners and you know overcoming obstacles and knowing that it life's not fair. And life's very ugly and dark sometimes, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel if you're willing to work for it. So yeah. remember that, my friends, when you're dealing with hard shit this week. So um, do I want to wrap up with a different song? Sure. <laughs> Mike's like typing on the private on the private chat. So I got to find different chords because I used that. So I want to use this this time. Business and buds. Business and buds. Do you want to go all the way? Do you want to reach your best every single day? Do you want to go all the way? Then log on to the show. Business and buds. Business and bus, business and bus. I came up with that time. It was good. Thank there you. I appreciate little, that. Little key change in there. Little key change. For all you uh, music majors, I don't know if it was a key change, but it was a nice chord change from the G, A, C, D combo to the C, E minor, D. Gotta love that one. That's a, a classic rock scenario move. So anyway, I think Taylor Swift and Kelly Clarkson and every other pop star use that transition now too. Why? Because I don't think they even write their shit. <laughs> So scientific songwriters are like, stick to G. <laughs> anyway, guys, there's data to support that one. If you go look online, you'll notice that most <laughs> pop and rock songs are all the same chords I just played for you today on Business and Buds. Take those chords, make a million dollars. We'll see you next time. See you guys.